doing a concert in Central Park for Good Morning America. Pitbull. Yeah. Are there women who find Pitbull attractive? Because he's always gyrating on stage with, with women around him like he's a sex symbol. And it just, I don't get him as a, as a sex symbol. Is he? Have you ever heard a woman say, ooh, Pitbull? No. He's no. so all of like no. four foot five as well. Well, well I just, uh, Pitbull's never come up in my real life in any context, so... But he's a really big deal. Like, I remember right. when Ricky Martin, before people knew he was gay, I mean, and lots of women would go, gaga about Ricky Martin. Sure. Um, I've never heard anybody be that way about Pitbull, but he seems to be that kind of something or other. Anyway. Um, Look, why why you gotta have hoochie mamas on stage? I don't know. Y- your music bad if you gotta rely on the dancers. Well, <laughs> no, it's, it's a different thing. It's a dance show. Yeah. One other thing, uh, Goop, Gwyneth Paltrow's thing is a... Wait, uh, she seems to be simulating intercourse. This is on Good Morning America? That's what... I won't have it. That's what dancing is. I will not have it. <laughs> um, Goop, Gwyneth Paltrow's thing, is a click and mortar. I'd never heard that term before. Uh, it's clever. Click and mortars. You have a few stores. That's going to be the future for a lot of business. Mostly online, but you have a few locations like mm-hmm. you know New York City and L.A. or whatever, maybe. Um, click and mortars. There you go. Very clever. Um, we have breaking news. We probably get to breaking news, Donkey. Go ahead. This is big, big, big news. When news breaks, the donkey brays on the Armstrong and Getty show. Former campaign manager for Donald Trump, Paul Manafort, is going to jail. Oh! You know why? Whatever. Whatever. Why? You know why he's going to jail? How come? Because he's a criminal. Ah. <laughs> and he looks like a criminal, and he acts like a criminal, and he does criminal stuff. Yeah, that's that's most of it. <laughs> so yeah, the judge revoked his bail. Said you keep violating the terms. Go to jail, a hole. That's you know that's a little drunk history for you. Um, <laughs> I don't. It, you know, most of the stuff you hear mentioned doesn't have anything to do with Trump. Oh no, I, you do, nothing. I, if you're a tr- related to Trump thus far, if you're a Trump hater, you got. I suppose it's reasonable to say he hired a guy who's clearly a criminal to be his campaign. Yeah, manager. he did. <laughs> I'll grant you that. What's that all about? Yeah. And uh, and then, of course, they've got stuff on him. So if he does know anything about Trump, they can squeeze him, right? Yes. You're an old man. Do you want to die in jail? Because he's 70 years old. They're mm-hmm. almost 70 years old. Right. He wouldn't have to get much jail time to, to die in jail. So you t- tell an old man, do you want to die in jail or do you want to, you know, let us know what Russians gave Trump money or something? But, whatever, yeah. is being claimed. Yeah, but Manafort's a big-time criminal. Yeah. I mean, uh, Trump ought to be flipping to prosecute Manafort. I mean, unless Trump did something horrendous, but I don't know. I'm so so over this. Old man Mueller, when you're done, let us know, okay? We get on with our lives, relaxing around the pool, listening to a little pit bull with my hoochie mama hoes that hang around my place all the time. So my kids like that. Because I make it rain, yo. My kids like that fireball song, right? I played that a few times for my kids. Yeah, I'll be I going out with it. I didn't know what the words were. My is that wife. a Pitbull song? Yeah. Well, okay. they, they used it during the Super Bowl. It's pretty popular. I mean, it's popular enough to be a Super Bowl. Act. I just don't know it by name. Yeah. I'm sure I've heard um, it. It's the one where they, they talk really, really fast. Okay. And you had the, the little person and uh, who's the old black guy that everybody likes? Who's the old black guy everybody likes? I'm not touching this. Morgan Freeman. Oh, see, you had the little person in Morgan, the little person from Game of Thrones and Morgan Freeman lip synced to this commercial in the Super Bowl. It was one of the most popular ads. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, my wife says this song's too dirty, but they talk so fast I can't understand them. So I thought it was okay for my kids. There's something about sex or something, so it I can't play it for sorry to hear that. So I can't play it for my kids anymore. It's probably all that simulating intercourse among the dancers. What do you think dance should be? 
playing out the folk history of your land? Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> Ballroom dancing. Very respectable. Anyway, are we ready to take a fond look back? Oh, yeah, that's right. I totally forgot. It's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. I'm going to say one thing. Trump. I communicate for a living, but I'm terrible at communicating with people I care about. And he went through a lot. And he wasn't very popular then. And he wasn't very popular then. No, I'm not thinking about OJ. (laughs) What is the last object that you got hit by? Canadians were polite, were reasonable, but we also will not be pushed around. But I kept my head up high, brother. I couldn't even go home. I knew things were going to change. I knew it. I, I was the only one. I never had no one to hear me. I didn't know one had to see me. We will be stopping the war games, which will save us a tremendous amount of money. It would divide California into three parts. The part that smokes weed, the part that smokes meat, and the part that smokes meth, I think, are the three parts. Oh, you need a hug? Come here. Let me build you a robot. The robots will hug you now. So there's a labor shortage going on. The economy's humming along so well, especially for small businesses. One-third of small business owners say they can't find the workers they need to fill critical jobs. You got this uh, plant here in Wisconsin, small place, uh, 55-person enterprise, but they can't get enough people. They've gone to the local jail. They're paying people to do the work from inside jail. Because they just can't find anybody to do it. Wow. Unemployment's so low. A labor shortage issue is increasingly weighing on small businesses around the country, proving that a strong economy can cut both ways for businesses. Um, See, I'm getting the sense that there's a lot of people out there, especially younger people, saying, I can't find a job. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything. You got to be in the right town? Is that the deal? Yeah. yeah. The crunch There's is a question being, of location, of course. The skills. Cr- the crunch is being felt across industries and worker skills. They got 12 open position, positions for engineers and project managers at this particular company. Well, if you're not an engineer or a project manager, it doesn't do you any good, though, does it? I used to be a project manager. That was my title. Were you? Yes. I managed projects. <laughs> but there are very different projects from what I have a feeling they uh, they need. Hmm. Yeah, then you got the who's smoking dope problem, you know. I was talking to, who? oh, who's that I had a conversation? It was a really interesting conversation. I don't remember who it was with, that his company was having so much trouble finding um, people who would work for them, and it... You, don't you have the I don't want to do that problem also? But, but what's that? Working? Actually working? Or doing yes. that job in particular? Well, no, the, they were having so much trouble finding people with the skills that they just... Invested the money in their local high school now. If you want a job with us, here's a high school class in, in picking up this skill. And we'll fund it and the rest of it. And when you graduate, come and see us. We'll give you a job. Mm. They used to do that. Lots of trades mm-hmm. would do that. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Makes sense. Sure. Yeah. And they're finding people that are willing to do it. Yeah, that, that, that's what I wonder. Because, you know, there's... Since we've since we changed from I just need a job to support myself, whether or not I get any satisfaction out of it or not, that's the way I think my certainly my parents' generation would have looked at a job. Sure, is it a steady job? 
That's like the the entirety of the question. And it has slowly changed into, I think most people, well, practically everybody, is looking for something that gives you some sort of deep fulfillment, not just a, a way to support yourself. Right. So, I'm fortunate that I have a job that does give me that, so it's hard for me to knock wanting to do that. But uh, it seems unrealistic that everybody in the world find a job that gives them deep fulfillment. That just ain't going to happen. Well, there are plenty of plenty of years I wasn't getting much fulfillment at all out of our our trek upward. But um, no, I hear what you're saying. So uh, I'm trying to find something that I thought I printed out, but now I can't find it. I'll be damned. Who cares anyway? Got another story for? Well, that's a cry for help. Did you just hear that? <laughs> I heard it. That was a cry for help. Where the hell did it go? He might need to be fifty-one fifty. Oh, and you hate to do that on Father's I, Day weekend. I, I could use the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Do they give you, like, uh, the downers there? Do they give you drugs? Yeah, they give you downers and put you in a jacket with padded... It's, it sounds I don't think great. I need to be restrained. <laughs> restrain me or don't restrain me, but you put me alone in a quiet room with some sedatives? Where do I sign up? Yeah, no kidding. No <laughs> Hold co- me for at least 48 hours. There it is, finally. So this is this is quite the story. That's weird. Where the hell did it go? Huh. So, um, Santa Clara, California... Got this note um, from Craig, frequent correspondent. The city of Santa Clara's council is elected at large. However, there are no Asians on the seven-person council. And Asians account for about 30% of the city's voting age population. Therefore, it has been found by a judge that there's obvious uh, racism and problems and they have to rejigger their elections because uh, you have to have proportional uh, representation. As uh, Craig points out quite aptly, since everyone knows that only members of your tribe can represent you. But since when do you have to have uh, proportional representation of of, of ethnicities in in anything? Uh, Right. When has that been the case? At what point do you stop slicing it? I mean, you say, quote-unquote, Asians. As we've talked about many times, Chinese people hate Japanese people. Because of the horrors of history. Not all of them, of course, but there's a fair amount of animus. The Koreans. You go back a couple generations and it's all of them. Yeah, yeah. Ask Koreans about Japan. Ask, you know, a Korean grandmother about Japan, et cetera, et cetera. There is plenty of animus. There's racism like crazy. So the idea that the Asians are a monolithic block of humans is just silly. It's just dumb, dumb American uh, political correctness. But here's an interesting case Florida's fifth district, I think. They're, the Supreme Court and courts are trying to unravel gerrymandering right now. The drawing of districts to get a specific result. Weird, phony districts, so Republicans already always get elected or Democrats. Did you know that there is legal gerrymandering to make sure that there are enough black people in a district to elect a black guy? That was part of the Voting Rights Act in the 60s, and so that's a legal kind of gerrymandering. The problem in Florida is now the Republicans have realized, well, wait a minute, if we like overpack districts with black people in compliance with the civil rights law, let's put all those people from that town in that district in the name of uh, racial whatever, and, and that weakens the other district over here. So the legal gerrymanderers are starting to say, well... It's gone too far, so we need to, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think the idea that at this point in our history, we need to draw wackadoo districts to get black people elected is pretty silly. Um, but anyway, Santa Clara, after a judge's... What time is it? Oh, it's late. 
Uh, let's take a break, and I'll come back with this highly questionable decision. Also, Tesla's got an autopilot problem. There's a crash that just keeps happening with their uh, automatic driving car that they can't seem to fix right now. Public doesn't trust celebrity endorsements anymore. Why did you ever? And an interesting tale. I don't even know how to tease it. It involves a clarinet. <laughs> well. An interesting story that involves a clarinet. I'm going to be a little late to work. Jack's got a clarinet story. <laughs> so stick to, to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You had the most lavishly funded police agency in the world, and the director is the only guy in Washington who doesn't know uh, that Anthony Weiner is married to Huma Abedin. That's absolutely extraordinary. He's he's he, he, the re, the reason he sits on the uh, the Anthony Weiner pedophile laptop for a month is that he did. I had no idea she was married to Huma Abedin. Is this widely known? Is it in the papers? They were married by Bill Clinton. You're the FBI director. <laughs> That's Mark wow. Stein on Tucker Carlson last night. Yeah, it turned out Comey didn't know Huma was married to Anthony Weiner, so apparently that slowed down the looking into Anthony Weiner's laptop because he didn't see a connection there. Well, and Strzok had no enthusiasm for he reopening those emails. He didn't push it on his boss right. because he was busy pursuing the Trump-Russia thing. Which ended up meaning the the whole uh, Weiner thing popped up, pardon me, um, <laughs> much closer to the election than it would have, right. which didn't help Hillary. Whether it affected the outcome, I don't know, but it was not a good thing for Hillary. It was the proverbial October surprise, which would have been a mildly surprising September instead. I still remember the text I got from my brother when, when as soon as the news broke. Now that's an October surprise. Right. Yeah, that is right. a surprise. Hey, John Travolta's on with uh, Ryan Seacrest this morning. With uh, He looks like he's 42. And blondish hair and looking very youthful. But So I read this. It's the, it's the 40-year anniversary, is that right, of the movie Grease coming out, which caused every high school to then have to do it for... The Sounds, next 40 years. Sounds about right. Summer yeah. 11 had me a blast. Um, but so he's been out answering questions. Apparently, it's there are websites dedicated to the conspiracy theory that Sandy is dead the entire movie. <laughs> and that he, it's all a tribute to her death. The whole... It's a sixth sense thing. She nearly drowned. She actually did drown. And that's and that's what happened. And then he's... It's something goes what? on. There. And, then, and then there's websites that point to various things throughout the movie ghosts and references and stuff that clearly she's dead throughout the whole thing. All right, so. I'm mildly amused. <laughs> I just, just, I'm just like telling that. you, he has to answer these questions because that's a thing now. Yeah, okay. All right. It's the same thing when people were spinning Beatles records backwards. Oh, yeah, 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 it is. It is. It well, is. how about uh, when you play uh, The Wizard of Odds, except you have the sound off and have Pink hmm. Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. I've done that at least three times. You have? Yeah. My wife just mentioned that she has never done that. Why did she mention that? Because I purchased The Wizard of Oz. Just two weeks ago, and my son watched this past weekend for the first time, and I wow. thought this was an interesting look into America sort of thing we're talking about all the time. None of his friends have seen the Wizard, had seen the Wizard of Oz, have seen the Wizard of Oz. 
My wife was very uncomfortable with the idea of him watching The Wizard of Oz. Really? Yeah, and I was a little worried about it myself. I saw it when I was younger than him. Every every everybody over the age of whatever has seen the saw the Wizard of Oz as a little kid. Yeah, was it the flying monkeys thing that yeah. creeped me out? Is too scary? scary? Is that her concern? Absolutely, the okay. witch, the flying monkeys. None of his friends seen the Wizard of Oz because everybody thinks it's too scary. Now you can't tell me we're not sheltering our children more than we used to. I watched The Wizard of Oz younger than he did. Sure. And it scared me, and yes. I had nightmares. So oh. I, that doesn't mean <laughs> it made a, me into the man I am, a fearful, fearful man. Which is not I exactly... I can't go to the zoo. I'm afraid the monkeys will start flying. You know, it's not exactly an argument on why it was a good idea, the fact that it terrified me, and I can still remember how afraid I was. But I just thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. That, uh, well, unquestionably. Yeah, that's that's wild. And my wife was huh. okay with him watching it, but I, you know, I had to keep asking him, "Is this okay, or do you want me to stop this, or that sort of stuff?" Which I'm ashamed to say out loud. But wow, how did he? Wow, did, helicopter parenting. Was he at all bothered by the flying monkey? Did he have any well, adverse reactions? There was so much buildup to how horrific it was going to be. Right, it, was right. a, it was a bit of a letdown, actually, because <laughs> he was preparing for. Is this the scary part? You know, because he was he was told by his parents, "This is going to this is going to be devastating. <laughs> You'll be terrified." <laughs> I've got this hypodermic needle with a tranquilizer ready to go. If I have to if I have to calm you down somehow, <laughs> I, I sit on this towel in case your your bladder and bowels let loose. <laughs> What's the matter with you? It's fine. And it wasn't just me. It was all his friends that haven't seen it. So it's a thing, I guess. I I just, I don't know what to make of it. We are a soft people. We are. (laughs) Those flying monkeys, though, still is a grown-up. Pretty horrifying. Pretty horrifying. All right, l- listen. How much time do we have, Michael? Two minutes. I had the Santa Clara thing. So you don't you don't have any Asians on the council. They elect at large council members. I actually I'm in favor of the neighborhood based thing. You have five five different districts. Yeah. You have five people. They just elect everybody out loud. And there's never been an Asian American on the council since the city charter was adopted in 1951. Even mm-hmm. though about 30 percent of people are Asian in the city. Now that then sounds vote, bad. Then but vote I, more. Vote more or something. I completely reject the idea that only an Asian Santa Claren can represent an Asian Santa Claren for all of the bitterly important Asians and Santa Claren issues that pop up on a daily basis. So there is nothing more racist than progressivism in America right now. And this, I think they ought to have district elections just because I think it's a better system. As somebody points out, look, if I roll over a pothole every day, I want the guy who represents me rolling over that same pothole. But so now they have to come up with a different election system, according to this judge, to make sure they elect some Asians. So, um, so Sandy drowns. So does that make John Travolta a necrophile? Necro- necrophilia? Maybe that's the point. I don't know. Pretty good movie. When can I change the movie in my when, mind? When can my, my kids watch Grease? Sandy turns into a slut at the end. I don't know when that's And that's how she becomes happy. What's coming up your news, Marshall? Well, President Trump speaking out about his former campaign manager going to jail and how Instagram is changing the way we travel. Gotcha. Along the way. This was a hit song, like a real, actual hit song. It's a great song. It is good. John Travolta can sing, there's no doubt about it. And dance. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. You're wasting your money on celebrity endorsers, says the ad world. We endorse a lot of products. I think it's different 
right? Yeah, yeah we don't expect you to just do it because we say it. We try to build a, a case. Right. That we believe. Yes. Um, but a lot of celebrity endorsers, you know, they're just they're standing up there holding a can of pop that they don't. Sure. Or Johnny Depp is burying jewels in the desert <laughs> yeah. on behalf of some perfume or whatever the hell is go- whatever the hell is going on in that commercial. Kobe Bryant doesn't particularly think Seven Up is a better drink, you know that sort of whatever he was advertising. <laughs> but anyway, only four percent of consumers trust an endorsement from a celebrity, or ha- does that have an effect on their buying? Four percent. Wow. Even though you get gazillions of dollars to be a Kobe Bryant and stand there with a can of Coca-Cola in your hand. Whatever. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump's one-time campaign chairman is going to jail. Paul Manafort ordered into custody this morning after a federal judge revoked his house arrest, citing newly filed obstruction of justice charges against him. The judge's move coming after prosecutors accused Manafort and a longtime associate of witness tampering. So Manafort's going to be the first Trump campaign official to be jailed as part of special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation. His attorneys had argued that Manafort didn't do anything wrong and accused prosecutors of conjuring a sinister plot out of innocuous contacts with witnesses. President Trump taking a look at all this, telling reporters this morning. Like Manafort has nothing to do with our campaign. But I feel so, I tell you, I feel a little badly about it. They went back 12 years to get things that he did 12 years ago. Meanwhile, not <laughs> very little to do with the campaign outside of the five months, was it? That yes, he that's, that's Trump being Trump. He yeah. means the charges against Manafort. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. You need a Trump interpreter to understand what the hell he's talking about. Meanwhile, but, but the point about they went back 12 years to find malfeasance that he'd engaged in allegedly. What does that have to do with the quote-unquote Russia probe and Trump and collusion? Nothing. Now, if it has something to do with Russia messing with our society and elections, I want to hear about it. Now, are those the the pressure valves that they are hoping to kind of press on to get them to share information? Is that why they go back so far? Maybe. Hmm. Meanwhile, the president said he was totally exonerated in the Russia investigation by the Justice Department Inspector General's report dealing with the FBI's investigation into the Hillary emails. Well, that's ridiculous. That's not what happened. The report, though, did accuse the FBI of mishandling the Clinton email investigation and singled out the former FBI director, James Comey, for criticism. Trump saying the American people really should thank him for firing Comey. James Comey was unfair to the people of this country. I think what he did was a disgrace. I think he goes down as the worst FBI director in history by far. There's nobody close. There you go. The, the 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 weird thing about him criticizing that is the stuff Comey did almost entirely, if it benefited anybody, benefited Hillary. Uh, benefited Trump. Or, yeah, benefited Trump. Right. Yeah. And hurt Hillary. The, yeah. the the other agents with their various texts, you know, they they might have had it in for him. And they, Absolutely. And uh, it might have been biased and all that sort of stuff. But Comey in particular, who he lambasts there, um, cl- clearly if he helped anybody, helped helped Trump. Now, the New York Times, being very fair, said there right. are studies that say it made no difference and studies that say it did make a difference, but it's not clearly conclusive one way or the other right. that it, it changed the election. The IG report also absolutely clearly uh, showed horrific bias among some of the key people in both the Hillary investigation and the Trump investigation, but it did not, quote-unquote, totally exonerate them. No. N- nothing like that. Yeah. You know, there's not much history of people changing their mind nine days before a presidential election. Right. All the debates, right. all the ads, all the talk. You still were undecided until he opened that investigation. 
And neither party's policies particularly uh, lean your way. Right. No. Instagram, it turns out, is changing how we travel with more people picking destinations based on great shots they've seen or how they can get the same kind of shots, the same pictures of the same images and landmarks. I don't know if I'm uh, such a misanthrope that it doesn't matter to me or I'm above it all or if it's a negative or a positive, but I just can't imagine giving a crap whether or not you're all are impressed with my vacation shots. Hmm. I just just can't even imagine. Uh, yeah. anyway, anyway, it's a growing trend, uh, you know, and uh, and designer and Instagram influencer Davina Tam told the Rob Report, you know, what we're doing, we're just out there chasing likes. Even people who aren't doing this professionally are rushing from one place to another that they've seen online just for the bragging rights or to copy an Instagrammer they follow. So they got a checklist of shots they want to get and food they want to photograph. And it doesn't matter even if the food tastes good. It's about the visuals. Now, the travel industry has caught on to this and properties are increasingly highlighting photo-worthy images to boost their business. What a strange world. No kidding. So then you put up a fake picture to try to impress people about where you went on vacation. All right. Oh, and lastly, speaking of travel and making memories... Bud and breakfast hotels are showing up all over California. I get it. Many Airbnbs around the state are starting to offer complimentary cannabis as well. Did you mean bed and breakfast? No, Bud and breakfast. It's bed and breakfast. Why are you saying Bud and breakfast? It's a play on the the familiar. Because some people refer to marijuana as Bud. See, yeah. Yeah. And so now they're saying because marijuana is now legal. Mm -hmm. So they're saying, wow. The Airbnbs starting to offer complimentary cannabis as a welcoming gift. And in California, I didn't know this. In California, it's legal to gift up to one ounce of marijuana. If, If someone said Bud and breakfast again, my heart might stop. Is that kind of a play on words? Just, just so unhappy with human beings. Yeah, just so disappointed. Coming on the heels of the Instagram story, I know I'm just I'm I'm full to the ears with loathing. <laughs> All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Fly, 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 fly. flying monkeys. We got a whole bunch of texts from people yeah. saying that they specifically remember having nightmares from the flying monkeys. Now you you can't say that it's a good thing to have your kids watch a movie. That gives them nightmares. Absolutely it is. It's very good for them. <laughs> very it's the way you learn to deal with your fears. <laughs> through the flying monkeys. A lot of people pointing out the scariest thing was, and I'd forgotten this until I watched it the other night, that tree that uh, comes alive and then grabs. Yeah, very scary. Them, that's scarier yeah, than anything. Scary. I couldn't even look at the that's, flying monkeys as a little kid. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty troubling. Those are some ugly effing monkeys, I tell you what. <laughs> I mean, that tree grabbing her, that was an abduction in the forest of a you know, young girl. I mean, right. that's pretty... It's all a metaphor. Pretty rough. Um, I got my great clarinet story coming up. It's a story involving a clarinet. I was hoping for maybe an oboe anecdote, but I'll settle for it. That's <laughs> the petering out coming out. Yeah, it I'd say. actually is an interesting story on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. <laughs> I believe you have a tale about a bassoon to tell. No, it's a clarinet, actually. I have a clarinet story. And while we're on the subject of orchestras, this just across. The New York Philharmonic is the only orchestra in the nation that doesn't allow women to wear pants. But that will change soon. 
We will have live team coverage of that on Monday morning. During this hashtag MeToo era, you can't have women not being wearing pants in the orchestra. Anyway, so you got this clarinetist, and he's among the best young clarinetists in the world. Wow. And he has a chance to study with one of the best teachers in the world at the Colburn Conservatory of Music in Los Angeles. This particular teacher is uh, so fantastic, he takes two students a year. Wow. And uh, everybody from around the world tries out to try to be, you know, one of the two students every year. And and if you study under him, you're pretty much guaranteed to get a top gig at a tarp orchestra for big money for the rest of your life. Wow. So it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Well, he's dating a girl at a lesser college, and uh, she doesn't want him to move away to the fancy college, as is often the case when you're in a relationship in high school or college that... You don't really want the other one to move away because you know what happens? It always ends. Yes, always. yes, I can understand that. That's a like, tough thing. Like it's the 90, plot of many a tale. Like 98% of the time, you, you plan to stick it out, but it doesn't work out. So what does she do? Her, uh, her boyfriend, who is a great clarinetist, goes and tries out. She then gets into his email account, sends an email to the uh, famous clarinet teacher saying, Hey, I don't want it. I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, so he get he gets the res, the acceptance letter. Hey, congratulations, you did it. She responds to that letter as the oh, boyfriend. Oh, he got an acceptance yes. letter. Said, "Hey, actually, change a change of heart. I'm going to be elsewhere. Can't attend." She oh. then deletes the original email, creates a false email account, emails her boyfriend as the teacher, saying, "Sorry, you didn't get in." So that. She, so wow. he wouldn't. So he wouldn't go away to the school and break her heart. Wow. Well, he finally found this out years later, and he has sued her for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars in damages caused by the girlfriend's reprehensible betrayal of trust and despicable interference in his career. I would say so. Um, They're not together, are they? No. Not if anymore, they were like no. married with two kids, no, can you imagine? No, not anymore. No. Oh. Yeah, so the an interesting twist on how he found out, years later, he decided to reapply to the school again, gets in, goes again for the live audition. The teacher remembers the student and says, hey, what are you doing here? You you already rejected me. He said, what are you talking about? Wow. And it took a friend to say, hey, what what about your girlfriend at the time? Was she involved? Like, it took this kind of kind of Sherlock Holmesing to really piece together what had happened to him. The judge uh, said, because he did get the money, suffered a loss of income and delayed education, but also had a closely held personal dream snatched from him by a person he trust, trusted. That despicable wench. Isn't that something? Well, that's a mean thing to do to somebody you, in theory, love. That's a bad girlfriend. Well, that's not a very good girlfriend. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. God, that's crushing. That's astonishing Isn't dishonesty. It? Got to admit, that's a pretty good clarinet story. That's uh, <laughs> it's one of the better ones I've heard. Uh, that that is uh, an amazing level of criminality Shh. in an affair of the heart. That's extremely proactive. Wouldn't this be one of those where uh, she has indicated she is not good? That, that that I doubt that's the end of her malfeasance in her life, oh. or the beginning or the end. Yeah, that's some crazy stuff. She's somebody who needs to have an ankle bracelet or or have a scarlet letter on her forehead. <laughs> oh yeah, I want a name first and last. What has she been doing? I need to track her movements for the last five years and find out how many victims there or whoever there are. she's married to or dating now. Any job you don't get or anything that ever happens in your life, take a look at her. That's a crazy biatch there. That's something, huh? Takes two students a year. Make or break. I can't imagine being that good at something. I can't either. <laughs> well, does that take a lot of work? <laughs> Probably. He started playing when he was seven. 
Yeah, I started playing stuff when I was seven, too. I never got any good. <laughs> Except the trombone. Boy, I was gifted. They said I was one of the best they'd heard. Yes, sir, they did. <laughs> I could have thrown a football clear over that mountain. <laughs> I could play that thing. It sounded like an angel crying when I played my trombone. It sounded Well, it sounded a little like that. You can almost hear it now. Here it is. And he tried out for the greatest trombone teacher in the world. But Judy didn't want him to move away. That's right. And she got onto my email account. But she sent back a refusal to go. <laughs> my dream died. God, I'd like to track down the, uh, well, first of all, some other guy who was just the, or a woman, who was just the third best clarinetist at the time in the world, got in. Whoo, caught a break. And, uh, you know, and, and great things have happened for that person that wouldn't have otherwise happened, so. You Could know, be. There's a different side to this story, uh, and, and if you're just, you know, you're just the third best, not the, not one of the top two in the world, but <laughs> the third best. I don't know what sort of life you, what life sort of life do you get or not get out of that? I don't know. One of the one of the deals with life, right? Yeah, it's just, I don't, I don't even know what that level of expertise at something is like because I've seen your various prodig- prodigies and piano geniuses and the rest of it, and uh, you know, various instruments. And how do you pick the like two i don't know what who, how, how do you separate number two from number three i, I know you hate <laughs> you hate child prodigies oh, at things. i can't stand <laughs> stories news stories about child prodigies but they're just stupid oh, it's interesting you know what i hate the most you know this kids who sing like adults well yeah anybody can sing is part of the problem with that right i mean and, and lots of people can sing well oh you have a beautiful voice your nasal passages are shaped <laughs> in a way that a pleasing noise comes out of your head oh let's worship but the, the kids that can just really jam on an instrument just they depress me they don't make me happy am i supposed to be happy that that eight-year-old is a thousand times better than i am at playing the guitar am i supposed to be happy about that it makes me sad nice. good for him but it makes me sad get it out of my face <laughs> I don't like it. Does that mean something wrong with me? I don't know. Alexa, play something stupid and idiotic to waste my time. Okay, here's final thoughts with Armstrong and Giddy. There you go. Your host, Joe Getty. <laughs> Let's get a final thought, huh, from everybody. Positive Sean, what's your final thought? Yeah, a couple uh, interesting movies popping up at the box office this weekend. There's the Tag movie based on a true story. Oh, yeah. The most interesting about this, Jeremy Renner broke both of his arms during the filming of that. I didn't know that. But the wow. real movie coming out this weekend, The Incredibles 2, the sequel to the long-awaited uh, Incredibles 1. Uh, they didn't get very creative with the title. Uh, Incredibles 1 was the best superhero movie I've ever seen. Can't wait to see this one. I will have my full review on Monday. All right. And I might, too, if I take the kids. Marshall, your final thought. Well, dudes, I found out that there's a Bud and Breakfast not far from where I live. So if I could dip into the Armstrong and Getty expense account this weekend, I'll see what this lifestyle trend is all about. Fantastic. <laughs> Smoking pot and sleeping? That's, you know, I think you have some idea what that's like. <laughs> Michelangelo, what's your final thoughts? Yeah, one of my childhood memories is my grandmother using way too much lighter fluid to start the barbecue and shooting flames over the house. Oh, yeah, I do that all the time. It's awesome. So, yeah, a little dab will do you if you're helping dad with barbecue this week. Lots of lighter fluid. Yeah, right. Lots of lighter fluid. 
I like that a lot. I can't wait till December when I can tell my Christmas tree story again. Jack, your your final thought? My kids don't believe I'll go off the high dive because we went to a different pool that's got a high dive. I didn't do it yesterday. They don't think I'll do it. They think I'm chicken. I'm going to this weekend. Wow. Did they call you chicken? Huh? Did they they call you chicken? No, they just don't think I'll do it. My final thought is a musical final thought. Speaking of musical prodigies, what about this? Friday, gotta get down on Friday, Michael. What happened to this song? We don't play it anymore. You just miss it on Fridays? Kind of gets you, you ready for the weekend. Cut it, it off before the chorus. <laughs> oh, I, I had you to. You can take it anymore. What do you mean you had to? Get in here. I'm going to fight you. How big a boy are you? <laughs> Wait, does a smart guy take his kids to the Incredibles 2 on Father's Day weekend thinking that's going to be an enjoyable experience? I don't know. I don't know. What are you going to do? Yeah, right. <laughs> Full house is exciting. Yeah, can be. <laughs> also can be awful. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. If you see something over the weekend we ought to be talking about, send it along. What if I go off the high dive and then do the dead man's float? Make the flying monkey seem like nothing. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. But now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! <laughs> Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.